Winston and Felix here, and Winston sniffed out what Wall Street's warning its larger clients off. I want to walk you through that. I'm going to walk you through all the important data points today. Markets looking pretty good this morning. I think Uber delivering is definitely helping quite a lot. So we'll look at that. Uh, Winston looks like he's waiting for something, doesn't he? Uh, we'll catch him what he's waiting for as well. PayPal also reporting by the end of the day. That's important. We'll get to that as well. But let me walk you through the key bits of information that make today what today is going to be. Uh, before we do that, come and join me. Learn how to make your money work for you. It's the one thing that'll actually get you to financial freedom without working your nuts off. So come and join me on Tuesday. It'll be free and I'll show you and teach you exactly how our trading protocol works, how we're up like, what are we up by? 15% or something this year so far? Something like that. Come and join me. Felix Rensen.org slash webinar. Now, is this what banks are warning about? Let me make this as big as I possibly can for you. What is this? This is sentiment. You might be thinking, who? It's uh, what actually matters in the short term, which way the market's going to go. And right now, the zero line is, I shouldn't use a green line, and they're green lines already. You're right, Winston. What did you just eat secretly? He's got a bit of a cough, doesn't he? You hear that? You get cold. You get cold. All right. A cucumber. That probably won't help. But anyway, there's always cucumber on my desk. So we are slightly below the yellow line here. And the yellow line is the zero mark. We're basically, we're in neutral. So what does that mean? We're slightly bullish, but we're not at insane levels. We're not at the sort of beginning of the year levels or August last year or uh, March kind of levels where people just wanted, you know, lots and lots of risk. So that's quite positive, but that's not actually what I wanted to talk to you about. It's also not the fact that the MAG7, the Magnificent 7, have now got a market share as a proportion of the S&P which is something like 28% heading for 30. Go to 2015 or 14, it was, what, 5 7%? Whopping, hey? Good stuff floats to the top. Now, Winston's still staring at me. You okay? You just want more cucumber. It's not what it's all about. Should set up a Winston camp. So what's it all about? Well, the profits of U.S. companies are going up more than ever. Can you see this ear? <laughs> are expected to literally moon. And it's the fastest profit growth we've ever had in the S&P 500. Well, almost. Okay, there is the, there is the nutty recovery here of, of the, the post-COVID thing. But really, if you connected that, it would be a slightly flatter slope. So that was a bit of an unusual one. But yeah, very, very, very fast profit growth. What does that mean? Well, the market's only going to go one way. So is that what we're worried about? No. What about this? Are we worried about that? The It's a bit complicated, isn't it? What is it all about? Basically, big tech is seeing their profit margins grow at like 20% a quarter. The rest of the S&P about 9 or 
It's not bad, but not what we want to see. So big tech is essentially in control of this rally. Can we see your nose, Winston? There we go. One nose. <laughs> um, but that's not the worry either. Is it the amount of stocks that Meta has repurchased? It turns out Zuckerberg isn't just a good wrestler, but he's actually a pretty good trader. He purchased whopping amounts of Meta shares, or Meta did, at an average of $190 per share. And now it's trading at, what, 450 or 60 or something like that? we look at the live market in a second. So that's smart share buyback, right? So when your stock's tanking, you got lots of money, buy it. And it is also making him fourth richest person in the world. And he's gunning for Bezos, Musk, and Bernard Arnault and family, uh, as they say in France. So I think there's a good chance Zuckerberg's going to be the richest guy in the world again pretty shortly. So much for nobody uses Facebook, right? <laughs> what about Fed rate cuts? Are we worried about the Fed? It is true that rate cut expectations have fallen while the S&P has gone to the moon, and that's a bit weird, but really the profit growth expectations we got above kind of explain that much like hitting the like button just makes the day a bit better as well. You know, if you don't really understand something, if in doubt, smash that button. What about small caps? Should we be worried about small caps? Yes, you should be worried about small caps. But that's not what I wanted to talk to you about. Because the small stock caps, so the Russell versus the S&P, the small caps are less and less and less profitable compared to the S&P, thanks to the big eight stocks. So therefore, small caps will continue to underperform the S&P. It doesn't mean they can't do all right, but they continue to underperform. But yeah, if you have Russell trades open at the moment, I'd be a little cautious, not financial advice, but the, if it goes a little lower, then you might see some serious sell-offs. The algo traders are about to hit the sell button. So I've got a Russell trade open as well. We'll do something about that today, probably. What about elections? Did you see? <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. What happens in election years? Well, the market goes up. Like a lot. The market goes up a lot before presidential elections and after presidential elections historically. Doesn't mean it has to happen, but historically that's the case. So what should you therefore do? Well, the history is anything to go by. You should buy the freaking dip at any opportunity, basically. Not financial advice. No, what I want to talk to you about is the most exciting, exhilarating piece of information you've ever seen. You should tell your spouse about this today. She'll leave you. <laughs> and it is the 10-year note auction. The government is issuing, auctioning today, if I'm not mistaken, $42 billion of 10-year bonds. And that is the largest amount that they have issued in a long time. It would add a line... Can we get a straight line? It would basically add this line to the chart. So what does that mean? Well, it better go smoothly. Otherwise, the hiccup is going to upset the market. Uh, we will look at the yields 
why, why does this matter? And I think it's very confusing. Basically, higher, higher bond yields, which is the amount the government has to pay to attract people to buy it, mean lower stock prices. That's the correlation. Why? Because you can get more for zero risk, allegedly zero risk. You're going to take less risk in the stock market. That's just the the way the, the, the math sort of works out. So we got to watch for that. And the, the government, US government, is issuing more debt this year than ever before in the history of monkeys running countries. And therefore, it's going to suck money out of the market. But if interest rates fall and they manage to sell that debt regardless, without having to pay more and more and more and more for it, then we will still get a beautiful rally. But if they have to pay more and more and more yields to attract buyers, then we're screwed. So this is actually the biggest thing out there. Now, this here is for entertainment. Did you see that? Nikki Haley, I would say her chance of becoming president this time around is now zero. She ran in Nevada, the primary election, and she lost to none of these people. She lost to that guy. <laughs> None of these candidates got 60% of the vote and Nikki Haley got about 30% of the vote. <laughs> so uh, Trump obviously didn't run. Uh, but yes, so that's, I mean, I think you should just go, all right, I give up at some point. You, you need to know when to hang up your hat. Uh, this is one of those moments. Let's look at the life market. Before we do, I want to encourage you to come and learn how to make your money work for you. What do I mean by that? Learn the rules that could allow you to make money by trading a couple of hours a week. And the problem is that people lose money because they haven't got any rules to follow. We've got the rules. We'll teach you the rules for free on Tuesday. Come and join me. FelixRanson.org slash webinar. Now, pre-market. Oh, isn't she a beauty? She is green. She is green. Let me make this a little bit smaller. I can also make myself a little bit smaller if you guys can't see it. But yeah, everything is basically up except for Oracle. Is that Disney? I think Disney. Yeah, Disney down a percentage point. Uh, Disney earnings are not in yet. They're coming out today. Uber is up whopping beat on profits. We'll have a look at how they're doing in a second. CBS Health, nice beat. PayPal after the market today. Hilton beating on all counts, which is good news. And yeah, shall we have a look at, let's have a look at Uber actually. Hang on. And of course, put your questions in the chat. I will, I will do my, my best to answer them to the best of Winston's ability. Uber, 2.5% down pre-market. Why, what did they say? Uber earnings crush. What? Weird. Uber earnings beat expectations. 22% rise in bookings. Um, Uber's platform, discipline investment, blah, blah, blah. Oh, good. Ah, 
okay, they were going to do some sort of buyback or dividend and they didn't announce it on this call. They're going to tell us about it when? Next week. So basically people are disappointed there isn't a buyback. So, okay, wait a week uh, and you will get there. That could be an interesting trading opportunity for somebody as an opportunist like me to maybe set up a trade on that when the market opens. I will have a look at that. What am I talking about? And this might be, you might be thinking, what's he on about now? Let me maybe make myself a little bit smaller here. Here we go. So if we look at um, Uber here, and options data will still be pre-market data because there isn't a pre-market on options, well, except for very few. Um, so what we could do is be somewhere down here with a break even sort of here at maybe $61. Uh, which is that gray dotted line here. And Winston, patience, please. And then if we rebound next week, we'd make a nice tidy 19% potentially. So it's the sort of thing we might might want to look at. But yeah, if you want to understand this, first of all, the software I'm using is optionswatch.io, links above and down below in the description somewhere. Uh, but yeah, come and, come in and learn from me um, next week and I'll, I'll walk you through it. But let me hit me with your questions and we look at absolutely everything. Is Palantir holding on to its gains pre-market? Amazing day yesterday, right? 30% up, losing 1.3%. Now there is a $650 million government contract just out yesterday. Winston, have some patience, please. He's being very naughty. Um, why are you so naughty? Why are you so naughty? Can you see this nose? Naughty nose? <laughs> um, still quite impressive to hold on to those those gains. I, I think they'll probably hold on to quite a lot of it, given that contracts out and people start to hear about it. But some profit taking makes sense. Also, you are at this peak level here up there, so we have that lid is exactly where we're trading yesterday. So that's an important point to 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 notice. 